It's time for our weekly visit with Pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. It's week six, the Colts and the Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium. Second time in a month seeing the Colts and an opportunity for the Jaguars today to get right after back-to-back losses. And if they do that, they're back to 500 and two and one in the division. That would be okay. How are you, Fred? I'm good, JP. Appreciate that. Listen, opportunities. That's what it's all about. You know, no better opportunity to erase that taste of defeat from your mouth other than getting out there and doing it again. Uh, what's even better, this is my second least favorite team is the uh, Indianapolis Colts. And now you have an opportunity to beat them again and sweep them on the season at their place. So I think the guys should be excited and looking forward to this matchup. Hopefully they can get out there and take advantage of what the Colts are offering. And for me, JP, it starts with the Colts' offensive line. They have not protected Matt Ryan, and that means a good. That's a good thing for our defensive front. You know, a young, energetic group who's looking to get after the uh, passer, and hopefully, they could uh, 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 duplicate what they did in Week Two versus the Colts. Yeah, they sacked Ryan five times in that game, but they also made it an emphasis to stop the running game. Taylor didn't have much of anything in that game. He's been on the injury report this week. Naheem Hines is on the injury report right. as well. So if they can stop that running game, whoever is back there for Indy, then that gives them the opportunity to go rush the passer. But right. you got to go get it done, though. I mean, you got you still have to get to the quarterback. That has not been a given for this defense so far. The pass rush is maybe the one thing that's been inconsistent at the start of this season for this defense. Right. JP, just to uh, start uh, there, the first thing they do want to do is make sure they got the run bottled up. They did just an amazing job, you know, in the early point of the season versus uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I took one of the Colts running backs in one of my fantasy leagues. I don't know his name, but I handcuffed him after seeing Hines go down. I don't know the status of uh, uh, Taylor. Er, well, in earlier in the week, I didn't know the status of Taylor. And, um, you know, but it starts there, stopping the run keeping everybody at bay. And then it allows the Colts to become one-dimensional, which allows the Jaguars to really, you know, focus, pin their ears back and go after the passer. And again, that consistency is what we need. We all need to be better. Oh, they all need to be better, you know, um, more consistent, especially in situations that the game brings forth. You know, just going back a week ago, talking about situation, you know, just being alert and being aware of where you are on the field, you know, the the clock, you know, uh, at what point during the game you are. And it's just a chess match. You know, we always say football is chess, especially the the the, the professional level of football. It's a, it's a game of chess. And the players got to understand that more than just hearing it as cliche. It's really a battle of field position. It's really a, you know, if I can take two plays to convert, you know, this first down, which is four yards, then I have to be able to call my favorite two plays in that situation and try to execute accordingly. Uh, so these guys really just got to go up there, JP. Just just go all out. Go all out. Let it hang and worry about whatever happens after that. Right of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor with us. The Jaguars offense has been under the fan microscope this week. They were 0 for 3 in the red zone last week, of course, and the interception from Trevor Lawrence. And now that's seven giveaways from the quarterback over the last two weeks. Five in that Philly game, of course, four fumbles 
and then two last week, including the desperation pass at the end. But the one in the red zone is what's got everybody uh, twisted up, I think, this week with the young quarterback making a bad decision there. Uh, but you just got to fight through this thing. If you're Trevor Lawrence, it's game number six in a new offense with a new coaching staff, with new receivers, right. and you just got to fight through it and keep playing, and then those better decisions, in theory, should come down the line. Uh, without a doubt. And I, I, I saw some of those comments through social media channels earlier in the week, and uh, they were brutal. I mean, they were – I can tell you this, fans are creative. <laughs> they come up with the craziest stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's part of it. Uh, and it's also part of becoming a fanatic. You know, any great relationship, there's going to be some uh, ebb and flow, some, uh, some ups and downs, peaks and valleys. You just got to be willing to climb those peaks to try and get to the top. And when you slide in the valley, you just got to realize this is the roller coaster I signed up for. If you're a Jaguar fan, no matter where you are, this is part of sport. This is, a, you know, part of uh, uh, developing that tradition and, and, and becoming a fanatic is, you know, I, I, I wake up the same way. I'm a Jaguars fan, you know, uh, and, and I have to deal with the ups and the downs. And, you know, I have to deal when Trevor doesn't make the best decisions. Uh, I have to deal when a young Trayvon Walker doesn't make the best decision uh, and get penalized, you know, and, and uh, extends drives. And all those other guys, I just named the more um, uh, 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 visible guys, you know, because they were the most recent number ones selected in the draft. So pressure comes with that. But, you know, in all fairness to Trevor, as you mentioned, he's uh, brand new in a in a new system. When things are going well, people don't always look at the mistakes we make. You know, they they tend to get covered up. But when they go bad, they're magnified, right? So Trevor's gonna he's gonna be okay. Uh, no need to try and crown him God right now. He uh, if you look at Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills, Josh struggled for three years. First three years, usually that's the point when they say, okay, well, are we going to get another player in here? So each player has about a three-year window, you know, to show if he has greatness in him or if he can manage the team. So Trevor has some time. You know, he'll figure these things out. He'll make better decisions. Just hopefully he can make them sooner than later. Fred Taylor with us. And in terms of the offense, I mean, this is for Doug Peterson. It goes through the quarterback. It's a passing first and they're going to throw it 90% of the time, but 65% of the time is going to be passing. And these short passes to running backs and, and tight ends, they kind of consider runs uh, that other people might think, hey, just hand it off to the guy. Well, that's not how this offense is designed. That's not how the lineage of this offense going back to Green Bay days and then to Walsh in San Francisco where that tree really started it right. went through the quarterback. and. I think people have to adjust. You know, I, I've been saying all week that they're used to you, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, James Stewart, Leonard Fournette carrying the ball, you know, 30 right. times a game. In this day and age, it's hard to keep up with teams that are putting 35 on the board every week when you're doing that. That's, I think, the point here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, they, um, It's an offense. It's a quarterback-driven league, you know, tilted towards offenses. The rules changes have been tilted towards increased scoring over the years. So things have changed. The game has evolved. And I think people that are stuck in the past got to, you know, take a, a, a leap, 
you know, and catch up with everybody that's here now watching the game today because, you know, it's rare that a running back's getting 30 carries, let alone 30 touches. And I'm talking, you know, a certain amount of attempts in the past game, you know, check downs, short routes, where they're depending on you to win one-on-ones underneath, as well as, you know, 20-plus touches. So imagine 20 carries on the ground and another 10 catches through the air. I, I think I did that my first well, the game uh, I came in for James Stewart against Baltimore, I had something close to that that equaled about 30 touches. Uh, but it's just the game has evolved. Uh, it's a quarterback-driven uh, league. Uh, why do you think those guys are getting the, you know, the the, the, <laughs> the big nine-figure deals while everybody else is, you know, stuck in the low uh, or the mid hundreds? Uh, but not mid hundreds, but like 50s or whatever. But, you know, looking at Coach Peterson, look at it. He's a quarterback, right? I mean, quarterbacks, what do quarterbacks want to do? They don't want to turn around and hand it off. It's just going to forever be his mentality. He's a quarterback, a former quarterback. So, you know, in essence, he wants to come out and try and throw the ball. He want to get he want to get his young quarterback right and up to par. He wants him to uh, uh, throw the ball. But through creativity, you know, everything isn't going to be a 65-yard chunk down the field. You know, they'll take advantage of those when they have it, but he has to hit those. Had a few overthrows a week ago, you know, uh, a couple drops here and there, but they got to get on the same page at the very end of the day. They just have to find a way to execute, regardless of the play calls. No one complained when the Patriots were dinking and dunking for a decade Dinking and dunking for a decade. A triple D, I like that. All right. So, uh, hey, just win the game is what I'm trying to say. Just just win. When you work with words, words are your work, Fred. Then you I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. <laughs> Final thought, how are you feeling about the game this week? Is this uh, is this gettable for the Jags? I, I mean, if I, I, I don't think I ever felt any better about a game a week ago. <laughs> uh, so as you started off by saying, you got to just got to go do it. You know, uh, what Nike say, just do it. it it's, it's one of those things, man. We, we get hyped up about this and that. I'm sure the Colts, the Colts are playing better ball than they played in week two, regardless of who's out there. They're playing better ball. Uh, I won't call this a lock. Fans are looking at me. They're tweeting me and, coming to my DMs and say, hey, it's a lock, it's a lock. Like, look, I, this isn't a gambling machine. I'm not giving you picks, you know, but when I feel it, I'll say it. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see these guys go out there. Maybe at the end of the first quarter, I can try to call it for, for a second half. But I, 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 I don't know, man. I just wish them well. Everybody's going into the DMs. Everybody's sliding into the DMs now. Man, they are in the DMs. Can I get a pick? Huh? Like, no. <laughs> Don't put me on the end of that. Um, no, do not put me on the end of that. Hey, Jaguar fans, no picks from Freddie, okay? He's off the clock, folks. Uh, no picks <laughs> from Fred Taylor. We'll talk to you in the postgame, Fred. Appreciate it. All right, looking forward to that one.